Yeah, I don't know. It definitely bums me out when I see people that are like super, super talented, but they're like too scared to start a YouTube channel right. because like perfect vision of what they think they should look and sound like. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. Today, as you can see, we have Andrew Baina on the show, and Andrew was an awesome guest. I was really happy to be able to talk to him. Uh, in this episode, we talked about Andrew as a YouTuber. We also talked about him with Galactic Pegasus, his very first band uh, that he was in since 2012. That kind of started out as a solo project, which you'll kind of find out in the episode. And then also about Carcosa. his new band, Carcosa. We t covered a lot of different topics. This episode could have gone on for a lot, lot longer, and we will definitely do it again in the future. But anyways, in the meantime, here it is, Andrew Baina of YouTube and Carcosa. Andrew Baina, thank you for coming on the podcast. How's it going, man? Hello. Good, man. Uh, I just asked how you were in the little pregame show, but exactly. how are you? <laughs> well, you know how it is a podcast. It's an obligatory <laughs> thing, no matter if we were talking for an hour before 10 minutes before you got to ask how they're doing. Got to ask. Yeah. But, Otherwise it's just rude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the thing that I like to do, Andrew, before, like I have a guest on the podcast, I really like to do my research, uh, because I know, uh, you know, you probably get asked, uh, the same question a hundred times and, um, you know, I've had other bands on before, so I try to avoid asking, you know, what I like to call the Wikipedia questions, so to speak. Um, sure. but when I went to go do my research on you, I couldn't find any interviews of you other than your own podcast, the just noise boys, where you talk about Carcosa and then just you and Johnny talking uh, together. What's uh, up with I that? Mean, we've done a few, I don't know. Maybe it's just like Google's weird algorithm because I put yeah. out so much shit. It doesn't know what to do. I'm not really sure. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I did. I Googled um, first, like, Andrew Baina interview. I couldn't find you anywhere. I went on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I couldn't find you. I'm like, oh, man, well, at least at least I got a lot of, uh, you know, pertinent information from your, your show uh, when you guys were talking. So yeah. um, the one thing that I wanted to start off with was I'm a big Amira fan, as you can tell from my shirt here. I know that you are, oh, yeah. too. So just uh, as a little bit of an icebreaker, I know that we've talked a little bit here and there. But just explain to me your Amira love, when that started, because I never get to talk to anybody who loves this band like I do. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely like a, a love it or hate it kind of band. Yes, they um, are. It's funny because I actually didn't really like them either until the first album they put out with Josh Travis back in 2017, I believe it was, right. uh, which was called, what was that? Look at Yourself, right? Yep. Um, yeah, that was like, I think it was my favorite album of that year. Like, I listened to it fucking nonstop. And before that, the, I had listened to, um, what was the other one? Speaker of the Dead. I yeah. really liked that one. But it was kind of like this weird, like, brief phase where when that album came out, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I fell out of love with the band for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I'm a huge fan of just Josh Travis and Glass Cloud and Tony Danza, Tap Dance Extravaganza in general. Right. So anything he does, I'm going to listen to it. So when I heard he was in Amir, I was like, okay, well, obviously I got to check that out. 
Um, and that's when I got back into them. And, uh, yeah, that's, so I guess I'm, I'm like a, like a born again Emir fan or something like that. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. Cause my first ever introduction to them was speaker of the dead, but it yeah. was the, it was the song drug dealer friend, which I'm sure you're familiar with how that song probably starts out. I want to watch you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. like my first ever intro to them. And back then, you know, I was, uh, Still kind of into like those, uh, you know, like what I like to call like the kind of like the gateway bands, I guess, you know, like Lamb of God, Bullet for My Valentine, Avenged Sevenfold. Sure. So I heard yeah. I heard that and I was like, what the? I'm, I don't want to have anything to do with this. But then it's yeah. funny you say that because um, look at yourself. I, I ended up, I watched a random reaction video to uh, Natural Born Killer and I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because it, it still sounds it's weird because like the stuff with speaker of the dead sounds different, but it made me like their older stuff more. If that makes any yeah, sense, dude, exact I, I don't same know why, trajectory as like me. Not, it's obviously none of the same members except for the uh, Frankie, but right. for some reason, like after I got into that one album that made me more like it, it made it easier to go back and listen to their old stuff and be like, Oh, there's actually like pretty good songs on every one of their albums. Yeah, no, that's Maybe exactly not the whole album is great, but like there's right. at least a few good songs on each one, I think. Yeah, no, I did the exact same thing. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta listen to this other stuff, and I went back to like Felony and stuff like that. I was like, wow, like there's some, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I know that you've expressed your love for Amir, so I really wanted to. I never, I, so for our channel, <laughs> like my guitar play, I, you know, you you probably are aware that you know we do reaction videos. Obviously, we've done yeah, a course. number of ones for you guys, but uh. I bring up a mirror constantly, so it's kind of like the meme at this point. So, um, but for well, those, I think as a vocalist as well, like yeah. it makes it. It's funny because like his lyrics are are. I don't know if you'd say his lyrics are good necessarily, but the way he delivers them and his flow and his like right, it's almost like his character. Like I, I don't know if he's like that in real life, but like I like to imagine that that's not how he actually is, and that's like his persona. It's almost like he's playing. It's like like uh, what's his name. Franz. Like Franz from Attila, yeah. right? Like, I'm sure that that's not how he actually is in everyday life, but it's like a, a great character and a great marketing thing. Like, it makes you want to watch and listen to what he does because it's so, like, out there. Right. Um, so from a vocalist perspective, I think that it's probably way easier to get into the band Absolutely. than, like, a guitarist because, like, yeah, I mean, their guitar stuff is, like, it's honestly incredibly easy. And, like, they know that, but it, it doesn't really matter because... Right. Like, matches the song so i don't know yeah he was actually the he was the first guest i ever had on this podcast because i was like right. I, gotta, I gotta start it off with a bang and uh i know i asked him i said what is a what does a young frankie palmary look like And he's like the exact same thing and uh <laughs> he was a cool dude but uh okay well yeah but enough about amir i want to <laughs> let's talk about you for those that are not aware which i'm 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 gonna guess they're probably pretty aware of who you are but uh, fair to say that you're a, a YouTuber. You've been—I know you've been on YouTube for a long, long time. Um, yes. And now you're also in a band called Carcosa. You used to be in a band called Galactic Pegasus, and you're also a, a podcast host as well with the, the <laughs> Just Noise Boys with Johnny. I, mean, yeah. I can never pronounce his last name correctly, so I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, but it's I would char Chardulo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because whenever um, I see like the C I A R, I'm like, is yeah. it C R Char? But yeah, <laughs> it's a, a very Italian name. Yes, anyway. his <laughs> it, name is also Giovanni, not Johnny. But oh, really? Just calls him Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, so he's like really Italian, he's super Italian. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you said, my the thing I'm the most known for, I guess you could say, is definitely mm -hmm. my YouTube channel, which is just under my name, Andrew Bana. 
Uh, so pretty much I just do really like anything to do with uh, like metalcore, deathcore, mm. and guitars, and I guess gent as well. Um, I don't really have any limits necessarily. Like I do a lot of different things. Uh, uh, like I do downtuned compilations yeah. where I basically just take bands riffs and tune them lower which sounds <laughs> you know not that interesting but surprisingly people really like it uh, which is great for me that's cause... my favorite series personally <laughs> yeah yeah uh it's definitely not one that i thought was going to take off as much as it did but i'm certainly not complaining uh so right. i do a lot of those uh, i do like guitar riff evolutions which is like yep. pretty self-explanatory but you know do learn a guitar riff from every era of a band mm. uh so those are probably like my two biggest uh series of videos i guess you could say uh but then in addition to that i kind of just do whatever i want and it's all on my youtube channel um and then yeah the secondary thing is definitely carcosa not secondary as in i don't mm. care about it as much but just the it's a little bit newer uh so right. we just released our ep august 19th i think uh mid-august and uh, yeah, it's our first ever EP. We spent a long time on it, and uh, the reception has been great, which we were very thankful and happy about. Um, and then, yeah, lastly, like you said, I do have a podcast with Johnny, who's the singer of Carcosa as well. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't done an episode in quite a while. We're not, mm. we're finding it quite hard to be consistent now that Carcosa yeah, yeah. is up and running. Yeah. Uh, basically, when we started the podcast, we weren't doing anything with the band, so we had way more free time. So that's kind of taken a little bit of a backseat. Mm. I don't think we're going to stop doing it necessarily, but it's definitely going to be like a just when we have time for it thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah, this podcast, when I first started it, I was like, I, I was like, you know, trying to do it, make it a weekly thing. Um, Cause you know, we're also in a band and I'm just trying to do more yeah. content to pretty much make it so people cannot, not see us, I guess. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> more or less what I do as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I found that eventually it was like, it was getting difficult to, I mean, you got to find somebody for every week. That's a lot yeah. harder than some, I'm not Joe Rogan, you know, I can't fly people into a studio in Texas now or whatever. But, uh, the, the one thing that I wanted to talk to you about your YouTube, and a lot of people may not know this is that you're actually, your first ever account was actually banned. <laughs> yeah that's surprised you know that <laughs> yeah. yeah well i did a little i did as much research as i could okay cool that's funny no one's ever asked me about that before i i don't think well, i mean i guess someone did if it was in an interview i just don't know it was you were talking with uh johnny and like the, the, oh. the intro podcast for right, just right. noise boys yeah yeah so i mean i've been on youtube since uh, basically since youtube existed which was yeah. probably like 2008 or something <laughs> like that while. i don't remember <laughs> long time ago uh, and obviously, you know, at that time I was like 13 years old, so I wasn't actually like making videos. Right. I was in essentially just re-uploading stuff I liked because <laughs> at the time that's what YouTube was. It wasn't actually like right. video creators. It was just people like honestly just pirating and uploading stuff. That's really <laughs> what it was. So basically I would just upload like, uh, I don't know, like if I was really into like Linkin Park, for example, then I would upload just like Linkin Park's music videos to YouTube. I don't know why. I think just because they weren't on there at the time. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to upload them myself. Um, and then sure enough, as soon as obviously copyright became a thing on YouTube, they banned my account for, you know, that reason. Like it was just a bunch of music videos. So obviously they banned my account, which makes complete sense. 
Uh, and that's why my first YouTube channel was banned. <laughs> I would have. That's why if you look at my URL, it's like Android Kata One instead of Android Kata, and I just literally made the same name and just fucking added a one because I'm a genius like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have seen your your email as soon as like copyright became a thing, and they're like block, 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 ban, block, block, block. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it would have been. I think they just straight up banned the yeah, page like, immediately because it had no of, original yeah. content at all. It was yeah. only <laughs> uploaded music videos, right? Like, Right. That, that's so funny. Uh, but then from there, you did eventually have your own account. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you have the Rise Records video, which, uh, uh, you know, is probably one of your more well-known ones other than, you know, some of the covers that you've uh, done with various people. But, the one thing I found very interesting, and this is a concept that I think about a lot, is that you mentioned that you had first started doing some videos using like the old rock band USB microphone. Because I <laughs> yeah. think we're in a day and age now where, you know, like you see people with like, you know, this this sure SM7B yeah, yeah. or this really nice DSLR or this and mm. that or the other thing. And people are like, well, I can't do a YouTube channel until I have this. I can't record yeah. music till I have that. So I just want you to speak on that a little bit. Yeah, man. Like, honestly, I I was just talking about this with someone else, like thinking about how every kid has like a cell phone right now or almost every kid has a cell phone. And like that is crazy to me. Like when I was (laughs) uh, 16 or whatever, like whenever I started recording music, like I didn't I mean, I might have had a cell phone, but it was literally just to phone people like it didn't do anything else. Right. Yeah. so like I had to buy a camera and, you know, I was like 15 or 16, so I couldn't afford shit. I had like a hundred dollars. <laughs> so I would have to go to like whatever, like Radio Shack or something and get like the literal cheapest camera that I could possibly get. And back then the cheap cameras didn't even record audio. I don't know why, but uh, so I had like a camera that only recorded video and no audio. Uh, and then the way that I recorded my guitars was I, I had a rock band. Like if you guys remember the, you know, the video game rock band, yeah. it came with a mic cause you can like sing in the game. Mm. So I literally just duct taped that to like a 15 watt guitar amp and plugged that directly into my computer and just like one take played all of the guitars. Uh, and then I think what, what are you for drums? I think I like exported the actual drum sounds from Guitar Pro, which sounded like shit, obviously. Yeah. Right. And I just like <laughs> somehow layered that all together and like called that a recording. Obviously, it's terrible. Um, I'm sure you can actually probably find some if you look really hard. I probably deleted most of them for for the best. But yeah, man, like fuck, if I if I was a, like that age nowadays, it'd be like, well, I'd probably have like an iPhone or whatever. Right. And it's like, well, that's like a 4K camera and you can plug an interface into your phone and the interface is like 20 bucks because it's just like a little thing like this big and you're good to go. And then like, that's so easy. Like I wish I had that when I was a kid, it would have been like such a huge head start. I feel like, um, yeah, but I guess the co- the caveat for that is everyone has that. So there's way more competition. Yeah, I don't know. It definitely bums me out when I see people that are like super, super talented, but they're like too scared to start a YouTube channel right. because they have it's so uh, like frequent where they have this like like perfect vision of what they think they should look and sound like. Or right. like, I don't know, like someone starting a YouTube channel from scratch and they want it to look like my videos day one. And it's like, well, dude, like that's such an unrealistic goal. Like there's no way that's going to happen unless you dump like 
thousands of dollars into gear, which like no nobody can afford that if you're not making money off music. So yeah, I don't know. It's just it's interesting for sure that if you uh, just uh, you know with a with a little bit of creativity, like you almost already have all the tools you need to get started, which is which is awesome. Right, yeah, because yeah. I mean, creativity <clears throat> is free, and I, I, but yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I mean, even even like our YouTube channel, we do reaction videos. We we're still using a webcam. I'm like, guys, we we eventually got to upgrade this a little bit, you know, make it look a little bit better. But I mean, yeah. we, we just I just wanted to start, you know. So and I yeah, think of course. yeah, and I think that that's super important. Um, and yeah, because I, I I see that all the time, and I obviously I know that you're close with uh you know the. The, the uh, members from Spirit Box, and uh, we had Mike Stringer on the podcast, which, by the way, I feel very bad about asking you to reach out to him. Oh. As soon as <laughs> I sent okay. you, as soon as I sent you that message, I was like, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's all right. No worries. Yeah, um, yeah it's funny that you mentioned Spirit Box because I was just going to say that too. Like, uh, if you guys haven't, I don't know if you mentioned this in your podcast as well, but when we talked to them, yeah, they actually filmed like all of the music videos for their first. Yeah. Uh, for their first EP on just an iPhone. That's yeah. it. Like no lighting, no nothing, just iPhone. And that's why everything was in black and white, which is so interesting because it looks like it was this really smart stylistic choice, which right. I mean, I guess it was, but not for the reasons you probably think it's because it was cheaper. Right. And like, obviously the average person doesn't know that. And to them, they're just like, Oh, it looks, looks great. And, and it does look great. But you know, anyone technically could have done that if you have an iPhone and yeah. Yeah, you know, and they were they're, they're very creative, and uh, they're I I love like their branding and everything. Like that's something that I look at. I'm like, man, like they're like they know what they're doing, and I, yeah. like even you know people can make fun of this band too. But I prevail. I mean, they got it down. Yeah, Pat, of course. Yeah, but uh, no, I thought that was interesting because I remember I asked Mike uh, after because we were I was on Twitch uh, listening to Mar Effect Part Three, and I. I was like, I got to ask you a really important question. What kind of milk was it, though? Was it like whole milk, two percent? What are we talking about here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was their entire budget for that music video. It was just buying like a few jugs of milk, and that was the, all the money they spent on it. Yeah, because I mean, they Crazy. they they understand the the impact of a, a visual presentation um, yeah. rather than you know I know you know a, a visualize is better than nothing, but I mean yeah. if you can do some sort of video concept, that's important. But um, the other thing that you do a lot as well with YouTube um, is you do a lot of collaborations. I know you do a lot with Nick Nocturnal. Um, explain like how important that is to not only your channel, but just being a YouTube content creator in general. Um, I mean, it's pretty important for a lot of reasons. I feel like it's more important in the sense that it's it's – like helping to grow your channel and, and whoever you're collaborating with when you're smaller, I feel like it's way more important for that. Yeah. Whereas now it's more honestly just for fun. Like I only work mm. with a certain amount of people who I have known for a really long time. And like, I know they can do a really good job. Right. Whereas, you know, when I was, when I was younger or starting out, like it was more so like, I want to work with this person so we can help each other grow our channels. Right. Um, not to say that I don't like doing that anymore, <laughs> right. but it's more just like now that I, I'm not as concerned with growing my channel, I'm more just doing collabs because I like doing them. Right. Um, so there's that. And also honestly, just like sharing skill sets, like, uh, a big one for me is like, obviously I do a ton of stuff with Johnny, mm. uh, again, vocalist and Carcosa, but also we do so many videos together on my channel 
And there's a lot of things on my channel that probably would not exist if it wasn't for him. Yeah. And he's fully aware of this. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, like he, he just is like a totally different, <clears throat> oh my God, guitar player and vocalist than I am. Like I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the covers I've done with him because like I can't sing and having him he can sing so that adds like a whole new thing that I can do on my channel with him and he's happy because it benefits him because like you know his channel is still growing so I'm right. pushing people his way and so on and so forth and he, I know he's gotten like a lot of uh, session work and ghostwriting and stuff like that for, because people have seen him on my channel so you know it, it all works out in the end and you know like I guess like what I get out of it is I get someone with a skill that I don't have that right. I can then use on my channel. And what he gets is he gets the exposure and like all the attention and then like the, the extra work that he might not have had otherwise. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the, I guess like a, a broad explanation of, of why collaborations yeah. are important. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's also, especially for somebody in your situation where you're, I mean, you, this is what you do full time. I mean, you're not, you know, going to work at the, the grocery store during the day and then making guitar videos at night. I mean, so yeah. you kind of have to be a little bit more selective in a way of who you're going to work with because, you know, you have a brand to uphold and that's, that's what you make your money off of essentially. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, but Okay, we'll move into the music side of it because this is what I'm this is what i looking forward to talking to you about is uh, <laughs> right. Carcosa. Uh, but first, before we get there, uh, I wanted to uh, briefly touch on Galactic Pegasus uh, because obviously that's kind of... Carcosa was born from the ashes of that, so to speak. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I got to be totally honest with you, man. Like, I knew about you and, like, you know, obviously the downtune and obviously in the, in the, the breakdowns uh, with the dice videos and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But and I knew about Galactic Pegasus, but I never really knew it was what it was. But you guys, if I counted it correctly, have a discography that consists of thirty-two tracks. If I if I counted that correctly, that, the, I mean, honestly, I have no idea if that sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah, so I was like very surprised by that. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't realize that this was like yeah. a, a thing. Is, is yeah. that well? And, and that's exactly why yeah. we started Carcosa. That's what I was going <laughs> to say to you. Is that kind of what? You, why you found? that maybe it was time to, to make that switch was because somebody like me who, like, I know that it's like a thing, right? But then I'm like, oh, my God, right. like, this is like a pretty 2012 it goes back to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so it was my first band ever. Like, I I was never in a band before GP. Same here. And there was a lot of things that were not planned out because it was my first band. So from the beginning, uh, it wasn't actually supposed to be a band. It was originally like a solo project, which was just myself. Right. Um, and then the long story short ver er, version of it is that I was asked to play a live show and I was like, well, how am I going to do that? If I'm just one guy, like that makes no sense, <laughs> but I wanted to do it. So I, that's when I was like, okay, well maybe, it'll be a band. And then I had like a bunch of people play the first show with me and then like none of them stuck around yeah. or only the bassist was like, okay, yeah, I'd want to do this again. So then it was only him. And then the next show was like all different people again, different people again. So from the beginning it was, I didn't know this at the time, obviously, but it was kind of like doomed to fail a little bit just because mm -hmm. it was honestly just confusing. Cause like my solo YouTube videos weren't under Andrew Baina they were under Galactic Pegasus. Like I used to use that name for everything. Yeah. And then I was like, oh no, Galactic Pegasus is my band and I'm Andrew Bain. And I like tried to separate it, but it was like after 
it already existed. So people were just confused. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, is this like a real band or is it like covers or like what's going on here? So it was just inconsistent from the beginning. And then over the course of our career, like we release a lot of music, but every single one of our albums has a different vocalist. Very, every yeah. single one has like, uh, I think everyone has a different bassist and... <laughs> two of them have different drummers like the only people that were the same were me and the other guitarist cooper yeah. uh and cooper wasn't actually on the first ep technically he joined after the first ep came out or something like that so you know it was never the same and we went through like so many style changes like we started out in 2012 like you said so that was when like gent had like just started right so right. we were like all in on that and we were like fuck yeah like volumes and periphery let's just like try and sound like that um yeah. and then obviously that didn't work out and then we didn't really know what we wanted and then we were like half metalcore half deathcore but also tuned low so it was like a total style change and then once we kind of like figured out what we wanted uh was really like the dysphoria ep which we released in 2018 or 17 i can't remember mm. and that was the first one where johnny switched to vocals because he was playing bass before that uh weirdly enough because he's <laughs> like a way better guitarist and vocalist than anyone in the band uh but anyways um so that was the first one where he switched to vocals and it became the four of us who are now in Carcosa. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was kind of when we were like, okay, like this is way closer to what we want to be doing. Like we're all actually enjoying ourselves. We like the music that we're writing. Um, but we were, you know, we were so far into GP at the time, like it had been like five or six years in that band. So we weren't, we didn't want to just like abandon it cause it was a lot of work. Right. Yeah. Um, and we did like it at the time, but then we kept going with that and it just seemed like everything we did wasn't really growing the band. Yeah. It just kind of like stayed exactly the same no matter what we did or honestly sometimes decreased what we did. And we were yeah. like, fuck, you know, like why are we spending all this time and energy and money on this project if we can't really seem to, to break it through to people? Um, so what ended up being the decision in the long run was like, okay, well, everything I just said to you, I'm like, it's inconsistent. Yeah. Nothing is the same. We didn't, we don't have a consistent genre, blah, blah, blah. But now that it's just the four of us, we seem to know what we want. Why don't we just start something new from the beginning, knowing what we want with the members that we want with like a vision for like, this is how we sound. This is what we look like. This is our name. Not like, Oh yeah, it's a solo project, but then it's an album and then it's an EP. Like right, right. none of that. It's just like very clear. It's like, this is Carcosa. It's a band. We play deathcore, And also we like yellow. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, that's it. Right. Like easy to understand. We're like, how can we make this the most simple possible thing for people to get? Uh, because again, like, you know, I've been around for a long time. GP had been around forever. So it was kind of like if people had heard of GP, they either listened to it and liked it or they didn't give a shit. And there was nothing we could do to change that at that point because it had been so long. Whereas announcing a fresh band from the beginning, right? people are way more likely to check it out uh, because it's it's new and exciting, right? So that was what we were hoping for. And it seems to have worked, luckily, because <laughs> obviously we were not entirely sure. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important because, I mean, obviously you went through all those years and now you kind of found like, you know, you're with the same four guys for a while now and you have the sound that you're like, all right, this is kind of what we're shooting for. But the other thing too that I wanted to also mention was 
and I, I and I, I I'm trying to think of how to word this without I don't, I'm not I'm not meaning to be disrespectful, but the name itself, Galactic Pegasus. Yeah. How how did, did that kind of like play into it at all? Because do you feel like because like when I listen to some of the music. I'm looking yeah. at it and I'm like, I don't know if the music matches up with the name, yeah. kind of. No, you know you're definitely I mean? right, and that was another uh, thing we had discussed for sure. Because um, again, like as I mentioned in the beginning, like this band was not planned out. Yeah, exactly. No, it just kind of happened. So like, yeah. I didn't really think anything of the name when I chose it. I was right. kind of like, yeah, whatever, Galactic Pegasus, I guess. Sure, right. why not? Yeah. And then you know, meanwhile, we when we released Dysphoria, like if you read the lyrics for that EP, like they're kind of like Carcosa lyrics because Johnny wrote them. Like they're they're yeah, very they're, fucking serious, yeah, very depressing. Yeah. But then our name is Galactic Pegasus, so people are kind of like, right. is this uh, supposed to be like a meme or is this serious? Like it was definitely hard yeah. to get people to take us seriously. On the flip side, it kind of helped sometimes because yeah. no matter who I talked to, they were always like, oh, you're that guy in that like space unicorn band like <laughs> they always kind of remembered something to do with the name so it was like well the name is memorable but not necessarily for a good reason right. so i was like I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing right well it's better than like you know noun something verb with ing yeah. at the end or whatever verb you know? the noun verb the noun exactly um so the other thing one more thing about galactic pegasus that i wanted to touch on and i, I could tell from you know your your podcast so this is kind of like a subject that you didn't want to go too deep into so don't go any deeper if you don't want to um but i was very interested when i heard this uh because for those that may not know galactic pegasus was on a label briefly and i won't mention the label's name if you guys want to know it's very easy to find yeah. um you had mentioned that it, it that kind of uh you weren't happy with that album that you did with them. And was, was that because of like a, a time constraint thing? And then the, uh, the production obviously wasn't up to your par. Well, what, what kind of went into to that? Um, well, honestly, the reason that we didn't like the album actually wasn't anything to do with the label. Um, the things we were unhappy with, with the label were, it wasn't really anything like that noteworthy. It's like the typical stuff you right. hear with any band that complains about it, where it's just like, <laughs> they didn't really help us that much. Like they didn't necessarily do anything that I couldn't have done myself. Exactly. Basically yeah. that was more so the, the label side of things, but that really honestly had no effect on the album, the album that we didn't like the album for so many other reasons. I don't mind getting into it. Uh, but like the brief version of it is, Oh man, there's so many. So basically like, that was the first and only album we did with uh, that vocalist. And mm -hmm. none of us were happy with his lyrics. Um, but we kind of didn't have a choice because we were paying for studio time. Yeah. And then that's the other thing is like we actually went to like a, a proper studio for that album. And uh, in all of our opinions, like the end result sounds like way worse than it would have been if we just recorded it ourselves, mm -hmm. which was obviously super disappointing because it was not cheap it was very expensive yeah um so it was a combination of like it was disappointing because like johnny myself and cooper like we write the instrumentals or we wrote the instrumentals i should say i mean i guess we still do <laughs> but you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah. for gp um so like we were like we liked all the instrumentals but then like our vocalist came in and put his stuff on it and we were right. just like ah oh, man like that is not what i was envisioning this was going to yeah. sound like so 
it was disappointing for that reason. And then, yeah, the overall production is same reason. Like in our heads, we were like, yeah, it's going to sound epic like this. And then we got it back and we're like, fuck, like this sounds nothing like what I thought it was going to sound like. And then, yeah, it was like, well, it, it wasn't really a label deadline. It was honestly a monetary deadline where we were like, we've spent thousands of dollars on this. Like we literally cannot afford to go oh, back to this same studio yeah. that already gave us a product we don't like and like redo it. So we just kind of had to be like, I guess this is the album and none of us really liked it, but we just didn't have any other option. Yeah, man, that, that, that would feel defeating to say the least. Yeah. I mean, especially a whole album. I remember we did, we did a single, we, tr we recorded. So the way that we do, it, we record ourselves and we send it out to, to Lance prank who does like, uh, you know, he did like dealer. If we can say that name anymore, uh, we <laughs> <Okay>. did uh, <laughs> we, alpha wolf, all those kind of bands. But we, I remember our very first single that we ever did, we sent it out, we got it back, and it was one of those moments that I was like, what the hell? It, it was so <laughs> awful. I was like, this isn't even, like, remotely close to anything that I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, I mean, that's what we do now is we just self-track everything, and we have, um, his name is Ty Kingston. Shout out to Ty if you're listening. <laughs> uh, but he does all of our mixing and mastering. He's actually also the guitarist in... One of Johnny's other fucking 10 bands. Uh, he's the guitarist in a band called Bastion. Uh, and okay. yeah, he mixed and mastered our whole thing, but it was all self-tracked. Yeah. Well, the production was... We, we've done three singles on the channel now, reacted to them, and they're all, they're all great productions. So Ty knows yeah, what he's you. doing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. We'll definitely be going with him again for yeah. whatever's next. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like once you find that guy, it's like... It's like why it's like a barber, right? Why go to a new barber unless you have yeah. to, you know? Yeah. But um all right. So the other thing too, um now this is an interesting concept that I had kind of found listen you didn't necessarily say this outright, but just listening to you speak on those other shows, um like music, you know, you write it for yourself, right? But then YouTube you're kind of catering to an an audience. Explain that dynamic a little bit because in a way it's they're both consumption from the viewer. But music is is obviously you know you know you write it for yourself because you know you you're expressing yourself through it, but for sure. YouTube it's you you know you're making videos like if like if you do a, a series of videos and they don't perform you're not gonna keep doing it because yeah yeah well it's it's my job right <laughs> like if, if it's not it, this is always a weird one to talk about I don't mind talking about it by any means I actually like talking about it yeah but it's weird because people often do not share the same sentiment as me mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like you know how people accuse artists of like selling out or whatever? Like right. I've always thought that that That's dumb. Yeah. was fucking stupid. Like it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. They want to uh, make some money. YouTube, it's their job. Uh, exactly. And with YouTube, like that's kind of my approach to it is gotcha. I was like, well, this is my job. This is how I make money. So it's like, obviously like, don't get me wrong. I like the videos that I do. Yeah. Right. But of course, every once in a while, there's going to be a video. I'm not maybe a thousand percent happy with it, but I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> I have to put out two videos this week, so I guess this is the video. And like sometimes it kind of sucks for sure. Like obviously I, I don't like putting out videos. I'm not stoked. Of course, on, right? But it's my job, and I have to put stuff out. Like if I don't yeah. put anything out, I will literally be poor. <laughs> so <laughs> right. Um, right. that's kind of the the way that I treat my YouTube channel is very much as a business, not necessarily gotcha. as like an artistic expression, if you will. Right. 
Um, but then, yeah, that's why I like having Carcosa or like my solo EP that I did and stuff like that. Like that stuff, obviously I want it to do well, but like I'm not relying on the income from gotcha. that. I'm doing it because I love it. And if it does well and if it makes me money, then that's fantastic. But right. like it doesn't necessarily matter if it does. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's, that's, you know, obviously like a very relevant example to the time of this recording is, you know, everybody is just totally bashing Fit for a King because they released right. four singles and everybody's like, what is happening? And I'm like, you know, eventually guys, like you got to stop playing the, the, the bars of 50 people. And eventually you got to, you want to make some money. You're a band. That's what you do full time. Like this is, mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to make some money and I don't blame them at all for that. It may not be mm -hmm. stuff that I'm necessarily into, but you know, I understand the reason why, but yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So moving over to Carcosa now. This, this is this is this is the good stuff here. So now <laughs> you have the same four members, including yourself, uh, from years ago, right? With Galactic Pegasus. Yeah. So explain that dynamic a little bit because you guys all seem to be very involved. And whereas I know in my band, it's really me and my guitar player are kind of like you know the band. So sure. explain like your. Um, Right, like like the writing process, like who does what? Do you guys all kind of come together? Do you find that to be difficult? If so, just kind of the whole dynamic. Um, yeah, so actually, uh, Cooper and Johnny are coming over like after this to try and write a new Carcosa song. Um, but oh, basically, nice. the one one of the other big things that we changed from GP because again, it, it is the same four people. Right. The thing that we felt like was a huge mistake or another of the many huge mistakes we made with GP was we also didn't write the songs together. Like gotcha. if I tell you this now and you go listen to GP, I guarantee you'll be able to know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> each song was either written by me, Cooper or Johnny, never all three of us, mm -hmm. never even two of us. It was always one of us. So it'd be like, I write an entire song or Johnny or Cooper. Um, oh, wow. And then obviously Johnny wrote vocals over top of all of them as well. Right. But, instrumentally speaking <clears throat> and uh that didn't really work obviously because like we have like a similar style but it's it's not the same right so it kind of it, again if you go listen to gp now after after you know that i think it's so obvious like who wrote what mm. um obviously for me it's a little easier to tell but regardless <laughs> Um, so with Carcosa, we were like, we're not doing that anymore. We want to be consistent. And again, we have a sound in mind for what we want. And we're like, what do we want? We want deathcore with epic ambient orchestral stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was the loose guideline we set for ourselves. So the three of us know it's like, okay, that's the genre we're writing for now. So we all have a guideline of what to do. And right. also we're all getting together and writing together. So there's a couple of exceptions to that, but for the most part, we've been pretty right. We, uh, yeah, it. of course. Um, like for for the EP that we just released, uh, the first two songs were actually entirely written by Johnny. He oh, wow. just couldn't help himself, and <laughs> wow. he wrote the two songs anyways. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we had the option, obviously, to like to change them or work with them. But when me and Cooper both heard them, or and Travis as well, our drummer, when we heard them, we were just like. I don't want to change anything. It's right. really good. So right. we just ran with them anyways. But for the most part, we try and uh, make it, you know, a collaboration between the three of us mostly. Mm -hmm. So basically the way it works is like the, the four of us will usually get together and it's really like the three of us that will write the, the song, if you will. And Travis will, you know, he like will say his ideas, but the, the actual song structure is usually mostly just written by the three of us. 
And then obviously since he's our drummer, he's like way better at drums than any of us are at programming it. So after the song is written, we give him a song or a version of the song that has no drums. Yep. And he just like fucks around with it and practices it for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he'll come here with his E kit. Cause I don't yep. have a way to record drums. That's what we do. We're um, an E kit. Yeah. And we just MIDI plug it into my interface yeah. and he plays the song and then I just like make it actually on time. <laughs> yeah. You make it on time, quantize it, all that good stuff. Yeah. So that, that's like a, you know, the, the quick version of, of what we do. Um, yeah. And, uh, sometimes it goes really well. Sometimes it doesn't like we had a writing session on Tuesday. So two days ago and, uh, it came up, nobody really liked it. And we spent, you know, hours on it and we only got like 50 seconds of material. And we were like, did we want to continue working on this? Like not really. Yeah. And, uh, it just, it just happens sometimes and there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's, you know, it's whatever. But, uh, um, yeah, hopefully today does not go like that, but we'll see. <laughs> no, nah, man, I know what that. Yeah, we get together once a week on Mondays, and it's like there'll be some weeks where it's like, oh my, God, we're on a roll, and then there's other weeks where it's like we can't even like yeah. figure out a a, a, um, a uh, transition. You know, it's just like yeah, it just yeah. happens. But yeah. Um, well, yeah, and like the the first single we released, uh, which is called "A Plague." Yeah, like that was the first song we ever released. It was also the first song we ever wrote, and uh, yeah. we just happened to write that entire song in like two hours. Like yeah. It was so easy. It just like it just happened. I don't know why. But then like Our Scars, which was the second single, was like way more of a strenuous process. And like the end result we're obviously happy with, but like it took a long time to get there because like it's it was very all over the place. And we're like, how do we make this make sense? But sometimes you just have a song that just happens to just work immediately. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I will say that that strenuous process paid off because that's actually my favorite track of the three that I've heard oh, so yeah? far. Yeah, that our scars is yeah. Um, so yeah, because yeah, yeah that that's got to be really nice though to have a bunch of members that can play different instruments. Because for us, I I'm, I call myself a voice memo guitar player. You know, <laughs> okay. I don't know anything about. I cannot play guitar. Uh, you know, I'm just a vocalist. I write lyrics. That's kind of the extent of it. So it's got to, that has to be nice having a bunch of members who can kind of offer up a bunch yeah. of different ideas that Definitely. actually make sense and have, you know, right timing instead of just a, a voice memo that's like, oh, that's a nice riff, but it's in... I can totally do that. <laughs> yeah, it's in 6-4 timing. You know, what do you want me to do? But, uh, but no, that's, so that's got to be nice. But, um, yeah. So, it's definitely it's definitely handy uh it's also interesting for sure because again since johnny is the vocalist when he writes guitar parts like he doesn't really care how hard they are because he doesn't have to play them and then me (laughs) and cooper have to be like hold on i don't think that that's i mean for our skill level actually possible to play like we might need to change it a bit you know and then you know there's things like that but it's it's definitely super awesome being able to have multiple people that know what they're doing for sure. Yeah. So so Carcosa, you have an EP out now titled Absent, which came out on August nineteenth. Five tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, your influences when I when I hear when I hear you guys, obviously there's the deathcore sound, but and I know that Johnny is a big Acacia Strain fan, and that is v- like I I don't know why, but like I heard you guys and I was like Acacia Strain. Like I I I, just, <laughs> I, I heard that influence come through right okay. away. Is that is that um a good assumption? A good uh yeah. I mean that's definitely 
mostly a Johnny thing. Yeah. Uh, like, I like that band for sure, but, right. like, I don't listen to them that much. I listen to, like, right. a couple songs off of each album, but never, like, a. am never like, oh, my God, the album start to front. Right. Um, they're not that band for me personally. Gotcha. I think they're amazing, though. Like, they have really, really good songs. It's just not a band I can listen to nonstop. Right. Whereas Johnny, like, I'm pretty sure that's his favorite band of all time. I'm, I'm pretty sure at least, but yeah. And especially with like uh, Vincent, their vocalist, oh, like yeah. he, you know, clearly takes a lot of influence from him vocally as well in terms of like what topics he, he uh, writes lyrics about as well as like mm-hmm. how he learned how to do vocals. Um, yeah. And it's funny cause the one that we have actually heard the most from comments is that we sound a lot like Chelsea grin, which is interesting okay. to me because yeah. none of us even like, thought that while we were writing at all like not none of us were like yeah like we weren't trying to write like chelsea grin mm. but as soon as someone told us we sound like them i was like i a thousand percent can hear that <laughs> <laughs> um and then it, it makes a lot of sense too because again we we actually wrote this entire ep in the summer of 2019 so a year ago oh wow and okay. we were listening to chelsea green's newest album like right. a lot when we were writing it so i think that's why i'm not really sure it's just funny because like you know, when you're a band, you have to like always talk about your influences. And that was like never one that any of the four of us ever said. But then as soon as we released the album, everyone was like, oh, Chelsea Green. I was like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It subconsciously came through. That's yeah. uh, that's very interesting. Um, so yeah. I, so the other thing, too, that I, th- I this is a branding question about Carcosa now, because I know that with you, you know, when I when I say Andrew Bain, a lot of people are going to obviously go to like the video types, but then they'll eventually get to the green guitars, the green yeah. imagery. <laughs> um, so I'm interested. Was the yellow text for Carcosa deliberate in that way? And why didn't you stick with green? Obviously, I know it's not you. Like I know that you're not the band. But yeah. well, uh, that's a, that's exactly why we didn't do green. Is because again, uh, gotcha. like I was kind of saying with GP, it was always a little fuzzy. It's right. like, is it a solo project? Is it covers? Is it original songs? So I wanted to make it very, very fucking clear that it was not like opposite of my green. band, if, right. if you will. I got or you. like, I mean, like, I don't, I'm sure for the other guys too, like it's, it must get kind of annoying if they're like, Oh, Andrew's band. And it's like, right. I don't really want that to be the the thing, if you will. Yeah. Um, like I know it's going to happen cause, cause like I'm a YouTuber that's, I mean, honestly more well-known than the other guys in the band. And that's just the way it is. Um, obviously I don't mind that, but the rest of the guys I'm sure think it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make it super clear that it was not a me thing or at least not like a, a me only thing or a me first thing. Like I wanted to make it, make sure that it was seen as a full band and not, my thing basically right so basically not andrew baina and the carcosas essentially right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah an easy luckily for me uh you know like you said i have the whole like green theme on my channel so a really easy way to make it branded differently was to just literally not use green and <laughs> yeah. uh, the reason why we chose yellow in addition to not wanting green <laughs> is also because uh the name carcosa comes from a tv show well it doesn't come from this tv show but we saw a TV show called True Detective. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but the first season of that show is all about uh, Carcosa, more or less. Um, and then in Carcosa lives the Yellow King. So that's why we oh. did everything yellow. 
Nice. Well, that's yeah. that's interesting. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And your logo is actually very decipherable for a deathcore logo. Because yeah. I had my girlfriend. I was like, "What do you think that says?" And she's like, <laughs> "She's like car." Cosa? So yeah, yeah, I'm glad to hear that because yeah. that was definitely one of the things that I fought for <laughs> very hard with uh, some of the other band members. Because I don't know if you saw Galactic Pegasus logo, but it's yeah. like fucked. It's like yeah. completely unreadable, uh, yeah. which looks sick. But I was like, dude, like, how is anyone ever going to remember what this looks like? So with Carcosa, we we wanted it to look like a deathcore band, which I think it does. It does. But we also wanted it to be very, very readable. Right. Um, and I'm very happy with the way it turned out. I think it's like the perfect balance of, of brutal, but also legible. And I'm happy to hear that apparently your girlfriend agrees. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she listens to like the front bottoms and stuff like that. So she's okay. very, she's very outside of this sphere. So for her to be sure. able to read it, I think the yellow probably honestly helps that too. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a nice bright color, and again, it's also like uh, it wasn't necessarily done for this reason, but it's nice that not very many bands use yellow. No, yeah, that was just like a happy coincidence because again, we mostly chose yellow because it made sense with the name Carcosa. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I can't really think of any bands that jump to mind when I think of yellow. So that's like a. Done. A happy uh, secondary accident, if you will. Well, there's actually, yeah, there's a thing that I read. It's actually like a psychology thing, too, that yellow is like the first color that humans tend to like like notice really. in like a collection of colors. So I didn't I know. it would have been red for some reason, but okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, I didn't know if like you were like maybe like, oh, the psychology of the band. <laughs> no, we didn't get that. Deep, yeah, I was going to say, dang. But, uh, but. Uh, a few more things and I'll get you out of here, man. Uh, I kind of wanted to jump back around to, to, to the rebranding too, going from, from Galactic Pegasus to, to Carcosa. Now, this, maybe this obviously, I from what you explained, it didn't sound like it had anything to do with it, but did your own personal brand and Johnny's brand and then obviously the other members as well, did that make that transition a little bit easier on you guys, knowing like we have this outlet between oh. us to make this rebranding and people will know who we are? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, like I was just saying, like, I wanted to make it clear that it wasn't my band, if you will. But yeah. also, I knew that obviously, we were going to use my fan base, Johnny's fan base, of course. and uh, Galactic Pegasus is fucking hate saying the plural of that uh, name. Yeah, I don't have to anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, that was definitely a huge comfort. Like, we knew that we obviously had like a pretty big head start because of all that. Um, you know, I don't want to pretend like we started from the bottom or something. Like <laughs> I know that that's not the case. Right. Right. Uh, but you know, I mean, nonetheless, we were still nervous cause like you never know, right? Like, I don't know if my fan base would like it. I don't know if Johnny's fan base is going to like it. Yeah. We knew that we had people to show it to, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to like it. Right. Mm. So yeah, we knew that. But then in addition to that, um, even though we knew we had like my fan base and Johnny's and so on and so forth, we also chose to release the songs on slam worldwide and not our own channels. And that was also very much on purpose because, um, another thing that we found with GP was that since everything to do with GP was always hosted on my channel, it was always like guitarists were the fans, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but like, it's not like Carcosa is like a technical guitar right. band. So yeah. 
I was like, well, I don't really want guitarists as like our primary audience. We just want people right. that like the genre, not necessarily like playing guitar. Like both is fine, but I, I would rather just have it be people who like the music and not people who are like, oh, like, yeah, what guitars are you using in that video or whatever? Like, I mean, people are going to care about that regardless, but I didn't right. want that to be the focus, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because what I have found, especially obviously being in a band with a guitar player, they tend to be like, like Riff City, like that, that, that. You know, I know that you're a guitar player as well, but like a lot of, especially like Gent kids, you know, they're kind of like, oh, yeah. where's the technicality? I'm looking for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we didn't, we didn't want that because that's not really right. what we're doing, anyways. Like, right. I mean, there's a couple songs that are definitely like it's not like our stuff is like super, super easy. Of course, right, right. But it's it's not incredibly difficult either it's like it's pretty like you know middle ground yeah there's a couple songs that get that get pretty hard like our scars is definitely the hardest song um, yeah which is ironic because there's like it, it, there's not really that many notes in that song but just like the the patterns that we play are mm. like fucked like I, it's so hard to memorize <laughs> well, especially because again johnny wrote them and he doesn't have to play them so he did not care what it was and me and cooper it's like fuck <laughs> <laughs> well at least you have plenty of time to prepare to play live again you, yeah yeah <laughs> whenever that happens again hopefully well you're in canada so maybe it'll happen a lot sooner than me down here in the states yeah or uh, yeah well, I mean, apparently there's bands touring the states right now and advertising really? it as a peaceful protest. So, I don't know. oh, jeez. Yeah, uh. some, uh, <laughs> some uh, good old, good old Christian bands. Oh know? yeah, <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I mean, a couple more things, and I'll get you out of here. Uh, right. the, the, just the the one thing, obviously, like it's kind of been a little bit of a hot topic is uh, is Spotify, and obviously, I'm sure that you saw with the guy Daniel Eck came out saying. You know, about, like, artists need to release more music more frequently. And for me personally, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Where, where do you stand on this, uh, on that kind of uh, issue there? Yeah, I I 100% agree as well. I saw just as many musicians as you did, I'm sure, sharing that article oh, and saying, yeah. fuck this or whatever. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. But you can't change the industry. Like, the industry is the way it is for a reason and if you're not going to adapt to that then i think you're kind of fucked unfortunately like i understand i guess in an ideal world if you could somehow make your own market or something like that but that's that's just not realistic it's not the case like if even the biggest musicians in the world follow what the industry standard is like guess what you you gotta do it too man like i'm sorry but that that's i don't really understand what you're fighting for you know what i mean right Um, right so i personally i really like spotify i know some people don't like it and i kind of understand but i'm gonna be i mean i have no problem going on record and saying like i mean i have multiple different revenue streams but out of streaming revenue spotify pays by far the most like way 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 more and a lot of people will point that out and be like but how can that be because they pay x amount of cents per stream or whatever and the reason is because the most people use spotify so it's like yeah they're paying the least per stream but way more people use it who wouldn't listen to my music otherwise so i am actually making more money than i would in the first place so like i just don't understand how it's a bad thing i I, I don't know like it, it i'm making money from that that i wouldn't make if i was like only on apple music you know what i mean exactly yeah i i I, i've seen you know and and i I, this isn't meant to be an unkind comment but it's like guys like 
do you really think people would like go buy your I mean I'm not I'm not saying that to be like mean but it's like streaming no, is a very easy way for you to for people to listen to your music and give it a chance whereas if streaming didn't exist I mean how many people are going to like buy your album you know you know so Yeah well and think of it this way like I don't know why the music industry is always seems to be so far behind but like <laughs> when uh like video games like let's yeah. use that for an example like who buys physical video games now like not that many people it's no. only the hardcore collectors right which is the same as music and nobody right. really complains about the video i mean maybe they do but i don't see it nearly as often like the xbox literally just announced a console that doesn't have a disc drive and everyone's like yeah that makes sense like right. no big deal it's yeah. all good <laughs> and like it's just fine you know but with music it's i don't know about it's just like I don't really know why it is such a such a passionate uh passionately debated thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. don't really get and it. And especially you narrow it down from the music industry and then you narrow it down to metal and then it's like that's a yeah. whole other can of worms. Yeah. But I mean, we could talk about that forever. But <laughs> yeah. I mean the long and short of it is though people got to stop sharing that saying that they should pay the artist a dollar a stream because it's no what yeah, September, September 10th. Happen. It's September 10th. They'll be out of business September 11th. I mean, if they, <laughs> yeah. we would, we would have like 500 grand if uh, that were to happen. And I'd be yeah. like, that'd be great. But I would literally be like a multimillionaire <laughs> if that was the case. And that's <laughs> clearly not going to happen. It's like, what are you out of your mind? But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. That'd be great. I guess. But yeah. like, it's just so unrealistic. <laughs> exactly. Well, man, uh, one more thing. What do we? What can we expect from Carcosa moving forward? I know you guys are obviously grinding away, doing some stuff. I know you just released an EP, but obviously with the way that music is nowadays, you could release another song tomorrow if you wanted to. So yeah, uh, uh, we don't have any like dates planned. We are trying to have another single out before the end of the year. Nice. However, that single does not exist yet, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> that is, again, why they're coming over in like an hour. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, ideally, we would like to have another song out this year. If we don't, though, we have honestly quite a few things left to post still, uh, just like, you know, to support the EP. Um, we're also filming two more guitar playthroughs today. Oh, nice. Uh, we're going to be filming... Uh, like live vocal playthroughs of Johnny doing every song on the EP. He's already done two. He's so crazy. we'll have like He's you know, basically so two videos for each song on the EP. We also have one more like bigger video, if you will. I, I don't know if I would, I kind of, I want to call it a music video, but it's technically not. Okay. You'll see what I mean in a while. Okay. All That'll right. be All right. out sometime soon, like a few weeks, a month or so. Um, yeah, and then we're also going to just be putting out more merch, and yeah, that's about it. We have a, a pretty cool merch drop coming on September 14th. I don't know when this is going live, but... This will come out the 15th, so... Okay. Yeah, the so 15th, we, so yeah. All right, we dropped a new merch thing yesterday, <laughs> but check it out then. <laughs> um, I guess I can talk about it then, yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's going to be... It's a collaboration with Brand of Sacrifice, Slaughter to Prevail, I Declare War. So that's what and, that was that you shared. Yeah, okay. And one other band, I'm forgetting the name of, unfortunately, right now. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's only tie-dye, only tie-dye and only hoodies. And they're only available for two weeks. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. I kind of want to buy one of each band's because they all look really sick. But uh we're included in that as well somehow, and I'm very happy to be on the list of big deathcore names like that. Cool. Well, we better see a lot of yellow in that merch. 
But uh, uh, there's a there's a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, make sure if you're not already subscribed to Andrew Baina's channel, go over to YouTube, subscribe to his channel, pick up their EP Absent, which came out back in August, and also they do have a pod they do have a podcast. But you know, sometimes a lot of stuff gets in the way. It gets, but go go check that out anyway. That's its own separate YouTube channel, the Just Noise Boys. Andrew Bana, thank you so much, man, for your time, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime in the future. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks. Wait, I have to tell you before you go. Really appreciate you listening to the entire podcast. And listen, if you want to support us, support True Shot, support the show, show, support the band. Go on over to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts at True Shot Band. Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash True Shot Official. Go over to Twitch, twitch.tv slash True Shot Official. And if you want to help with the podcast, leave us a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff, because the, pla- the, the platforms suck. They don't promote us. So thank you so much. Have a good one. Stay safe, and I hope you enjoyed it.